and welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down with the Browns. What is up, boys? Well, you know, it's uh, it's quarter after seven, and uh, back with another episode of Where's Manny? Anybody have any clue? Is, is he alive? Uh, I heard he got lost at Wawa. Yeah, the I prison see. the prison guard was telling me that he was stuck in uh, something called a hoagie from this Wawa place. I don't know. I don't know what they call it out there, but I'm still trying to figure out what a hoagie is. Yeah, it, you know, it's pretty crazy that Matty G is is practically incarcerated, yet he's on time here, and he still has sources. Um, he still has sources. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're still looking for Manny. I would, if I had to just guess, I would say he'd be in in about two minutes. Because you okay. know, okay. we we could set this at like we could say we're gonna go live at six, and he would still be late, even if we actually started at seven. Just didn't say that we were starting at seven. And we could start this show. We could conduct this show in Manny's living room, and he'd be a half an hour late. No joke. <laughs> no joke. Man. Uh, he's, still, he's, he's prepared himself for that, that Celtics loss that they're going to get to the Cavs. Oh, dude, for and sure. Speaking it's, it's of the devil. There he is. He's got hey, he, he found his hair while he was there. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Fresh, Freshly permed. Oh, Hopkins lover. I love it. <laughs> so, do we want to get into uh, what just broke? Nope. What just broke? So, uh, Matty G, even though he is wrong, even though he is incarcerated for a crime he did not commit, <laughs> wrongly convicted as a national hero, the boys can attest to that I we had a FaceTime call at about 5.30 where I broke down what was going on with the stadium and got told that I could not share this information. But this was actually thank you to my father who just sent me a – News article from NEO Trans, which is a real estate blog in the Cleveland area. I they're a must follow on Twitter for anyone who's from Cleveland. Anything like any new project that's going on downtown or anything, they are always all over it. Um, it's always interesting, a good follow, but they get in what they were talking about. So here is kind of the official breakdown of what's going on with the stadium. And this is this is not just my guy telling me this. This is confirmed by a very very well-respected source at NEO Trans. So basically what is going on is Jimmy and D has a, would like to purchase amounts of city land that are on the outskirts of Burke Lakefront Airport to swap them with the city to get the internal part of where the airport is. And they want to completely buy the stadium and completely excuse me, construct a new stadium 100% privately funded. There would be no tax dollars going towards this. However, the city is looking for some sort of compensation in return. And for it kind of like, for lack of better terms, is kind of reparations for not using the already kind of functioning stadium that's there. We can get into later how First Energy Stadium is a piece of crap, was poorly designed and needs to be torn down, but that's a different percent of the point. So that's kind of the holdup right now. And it's this is going to end up happening. The Browns are going to get a new stadium. This is how these things always happen. It's going to be a little ugly. I mean, I don't know. 
I know KFC and Mac, this was kind of before your guys this time, but if you remember the Cavs renovations with then uh, Quicken Loans Arena, that was a whole, mm-hmm. um, that took two years to get approved. That was, got, it turned into being a pretty ugly legal battle. I don't know if this will be quite that, but that's kind of what's going on with the stadium. It's definitely interesting, and there is precedent before about this with an owner completely constructing their own stadium, as Stan Kroenke completely privately funded SoFi in L.A. So, I mean, we will see. I mean, this is definitely something to watch. I think it potentially has the opportunity to be a great a great addition to the city, um, add some more economic boost, but I think with the, opp- the opportunity to attract more events. And the thing that I was telling these guys earlier What's interesting to me is what just happened at First Energy Stadium. And that would be the face-off on the lake hockey game. And that's like, it sounds kind of random, but someone brought up to me today, the Big Ten Championship game for football, their contract with Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis is up in 2025. It's almost like to me that Jimmy and D gave themselves a little bit of an audition in front of the Big Ten Commission to show, hey, look what we can do. Look what the types of, event we can, types of events we can put on here in the city of Cleveland. Imagine every year the Big Ten Championship game being hosted in a beautiful dome in Cleveland. It's stuff like that that hopefully this new stadium should be able to provide. So it could definitely be a situation to watch. And always remember, boys, Matty G is sources. <laughs> no, so I, I do want to touch on uh, a comment that came through. Um, that Jeff said, and it's pretty simple here. Um, now there were, um, kind of before the report came out, um, that this would possibly be put back on the citizens of Cleveland, but just to put this plain and simple, um, I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying for it. Now, whether that is, you know, it's, it's a hundred percent, you know, privately funded, um, or not, but, my, my thing is that, you know, this has to and, – and I'm really glad that the um, – you know, that Mayor Bibbs is really, really focused on, on this deal here and not letting kind of the Haslam's have their way, um, so to speak, because he's really looking out for the city of Cleveland here. Um, I'm really glad that the negotiations are where they're at um, and because he, he really does have the interest – of Cleveland in mind here. He wants to make sure the citizens benefit from it. Um, and it's not just a giant, you, you know, tax burden. Uh, and, you know, Mayor Bibbs has done a great job over the past year in terms of cleaning up the city, whether it's just the unnecessary, you know, construction um, or making parking and the commute downtown a little bit easier. So it's going to be really interesting to see these deals um, or this deal um, over the, the next couple of years. And, and it's pretty weird, you, you know, that as a Browns fan here, I was born in 1995, right? couple months before the, before they moved. Um, but, you, you know, when I came into this world, it was Brown's owner versus the city of Cleveland talking about building a new stadium. And where are we at 27 years or 27 years later? You, you know, <laughs> like the city, the city of Cleveland versus the Brown's owner, you know, talking about a new stadium. Yep. So it, it's, yep. it's going to be really interesting. Um, now they did come out and they did say, that they are planning on renovations. This, this isn't just the whole, you, you know, um, we either deal with the crappy stadium that we have um, or we're building a new one. You, you know, um, vice president here, I, I have the article right here in front of me. Um, 
the vice president of the Browns did come out and did say <laughs> that they are planning on renovations here. So, you, you know, there there is kind of like a, a quick fix. Um, you're welcome, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> there is, an, uh, you know, there is plans for quick fix just to make sure that they can maintain the building and it doesn't completely sink into the lake. Um, but, you know, as Matty G said, eventually we will get a new stadium here. And this isn't like in the like this isn't like a vanity project when you talk about a new stadium. Like this is it legit like there needs to be a new stadium within the next ten years. I would even say probably five. It actually like we're I'm not even I can be a sensational guy and I can tell you right now, I'm not exaggerating when I say we're not that far off from it being a safety issue. I think to me one of the most forgotten stories about the stadium in terms of safety that just somehow went away. And I don't know how it went away. Is um, do you guys remember uh, back in 2017 when it was reported that the paneling on the front of the stadium, the glass paneling, was highly flammable and extremely dangerous and broke fire code, and that story just yeah. kind of vanished. Yeah. Just went out of nowhere. All like all it it just you know it went from being a massive story to a day later nobody cared. I have a feeling that somebody wrote a check. It was brought up because there was an apartment building in London that year that had a fire and it had that same glass paneling and it burned to the ground in three minutes. It was a 45 story tall apartment building. Like wow. a couple thousand people died. Not it. It's not all made out of that paneling, but let's say it does have that paneling. This is a legitimate public safety issue. Cause you're talking about if something was to happen structurally poorly at that stadium, it's a mass casualty event. Probably 50,000 people die. I mean, can you imagine being in that stadium if it's, if it caught on fire? Like, how would you get out? Like, we obviously, the game we went to, we set up in the 500s. Can you imagine trying to get down from the 500s back down to the ground if the stadium was on fire? Be hauling ass down those ramps. <laughs> yeah, like, you better be spraying. You better be a really good yeah. runner, that's for sure. <laughs> like, a runner, he's a track star. He's a Not to take it, like, super dark, I know. I know prison changes a man, but it's one of those things that I, I still would really like to know how that story just disappeared. Cause like it was like gone with, it was like two ships passing in the night. It just disappeared. It, 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 it that's something to me that's always stuck with me. Like swept I'll under be, the rug. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll be honest with you. Every time I go to the stadium, I think about it. Cause it's just one of those things where quite frankly, you went, once you hear it, you're never forgetting it. Hmm. Well, I mean, it was, it was probably one of those things that would just, you, you, you know, you, you said it perfectly. Yeah, somebody wrote a check, renovations got done and clear, um, and... Well, didn't they do a just, bunch of renovations, like, during, like, 2020, like, COVID? Didn't they do Yes. Um, they did a little, they did a couple, they did the concourse, they did some concourse work. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, they, they also, um, in terms of, like, entering um, and exiting, like, gates, yeah. so to speak, um, yeah. kind of just modify it, making it easier and to get in and out of the stadium. So, so three things. I know we're talking about Browns renovations, but there's been a lot of talk about a new stadium. So I've got three things that I want in this new stadium. Are you ready for them? Go ahead. Yes. So first one, I want an area where you can play with dogs. That would just be so cool. I think I'd probably spend way too much time in there just petting dogs. Yeah, safety yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, a safety issue. Just safety. Was there puppies? No, 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 no. I, honestly, like you have like, like you, an own, like its own area, 
and you just go into it and you just pet puppies. Well, the the Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins, not Florida Marlins. I'm old. Uh, the Miami Marlins <laughs> kind of have a fish tank out and outfield. So when they did their redesign, you know what I mean? They had a big, a, a, like a little aquarium uh, kind of pseudo situation going on there. So the Tampa I mean, the, Bay Rays had a, what, Tampa what Bay Rays that? had a touch. Tampa Bay Rays used to have a touch pool until a guy hit a home run into the touch pool and it killed all the Rays. Yeah, fact. yeah, exactly. So I mean, I mean, I mean, having oh. having having a a, a, a puppy pen, a, a puppy pen or something like that. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? That'd be so I, cool. I think I think that would be really cool. That'd and number really two, cool. I think that they should keep the dog pound how it is, but instead of like just bleachers, like the metal bleachers, they need to bring back like the old school seats. Like that'd just be for the dog pound. The, wood, the wooden seats, like the, the old wooden, wooden seats. seats. That'd just be have awesome. that just for the dog pound, that'd and then. Cool. For the third one, just go ahead and build it because, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian guy. And it's like, build it and they shall come. You know, one of them type things. And I think we should build a spot for multiple Super Bowl trophies. I like that. Talk into existence. Exactly. You can, so, you, can section off, you can section off you can section off a little room, I think. No, uh, have it like just sure. in an area and yeah. until you get that Super Bowl, you just kinda keep like just yeah. trophies of some sort that they, you may have. Jeff says right. free yeah, beer. Free, free beer free would beer. be great, Jeff. Considering the fact that you you know, I, I go to a game, watch the team lose, and then I gotta pay twelve dollars for beer. Um, hey, 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 know, hey, that's on you. <laughs> oh, oh that that's on me. That that's on me that you know I, I have to feel you know, less stressed out when I'm watching a football game. Um, no, but but in in all seriousness, I, I do want to mention this. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of talk about the retractable roof. Um, Haslam uh, has been really big on it. And the reason why, and I've talked about this in the past, um, the new stadium has to, has, has to have a grass field. Has to. Absolutely has to. Um, because it, it, considering the like the rise uh, of injuries with turf and just the overall bad luck this team has had over the past couple of years, the last thing I want to do is statistically like just increase the chances uh, of the injury bug being even worse than it already is. Um, y- you know what I mean? Like, like the 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 Browns had a, like staff ran run rampant throughout the team, and that was like before a turf field. Like the turf field just increases those chances. So, um, you, you know, I, I'd really like, granted, you know, we're, we're talking about a, a stadium that's going to be built years down the road um, when we should be kind of talking about a, a winning football team. But, you know, when we get that new stadium, I, I would like to see it have grass. And, you know, the only way that you can do that is, is with that retractable roof. Got to get yourself a retractable roof for sure. Uh, I think that that would be uh, that would be a must, just so that you could have the option of those beautiful beautiful fall uh, afternoons. Uh, because I think that we're going to be playing at four o'clock moving forward because of you know all the acquisitions on the off season and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I do want to talk about something really quickly with you guys because there was news over the weekend or since our last show, really. Uh, the Browns. I don't know if you guys talked about it before because I was having technical difficulties, but uh, Jakeem Grant coming back. Um, really yes. I, I mean, man, oh man, is that, you know, I, I got, I was uh, one of the kids for me, uh, for all the viewers on the podcast. I'm holding up right now 
a football card that one of the kids got me. It's an Anthony Schwartz football card, but that's so sad because I think that that means Anthony Schwartz is gone, right? I mean, if you re-signed Jakeem Grant, I mean, you you, you got to let this guy go. you got to let this guy go. I, you, I feel like there's no need for him anymore in that situation because that solidifies the fact that, hey, what? you got Jakeem Grant back and you have that speed downfield. And another thing is uh, we're getting Bubba Vitron. Is that how you say it? Yes. I think so, yes. So, I mean, and you're keeping an all-pro – or a pro bowler returner. Yep. And giving that to him right off the rip. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. let's go. Well, it's it's not just that, but anybody who paid very close attention in OTAs and early training camp, they saw a lot of plays being structured towards Jakeem Grant. And they planned on using him a lot. And when he got injured, Anthony Schwartz had to step in, and we all know how that went down. You know, so it was really great seeing him. Um, it was even cooler that he restructured his deal to help out the team um, in their cap situation. Um, but that video, even even though it's just a simple video of a guy, you know, taking off the line in a dead sprint and just showing his burst and just so, showing that he still has it, it was really great to see um, because that was, in in my opinion, I don't know how you guys feel about this, the most devastating injury last season. It really was because when he went down, that was the speed. We And, and the, the coaches knew that they couldn't trust Anthony Schwartz off the bat. You, you know, that's why they went out and they got Jakeem Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, and if he if he would have just been healthy and he would have just had that role because like again you know we we've talked about this in the past that you know the Browns wide receiving core it needs speed it needs somebody that could take that top off the defense um you, you know and if they would have had that last season they would have hot take they would have gone to the playoffs because that's all they need they just no, need that's one a spicy guy that can get, yeah that's a, they, they just need one guy that can catch about 30 I'm gonna, balls, 30 footballs I'm gonna disagree with and you. just um, well, how many how many loaded there, boxes did Matt. we see how many loaded boxes did we see no, how many it. times I, did I, we I, see I, I get that, that Kevin Stefanski can't get an extension of the run game there was no jet sweeps that that were a threat i mean there was one end around play that worked outside of that i mean you know this wide receiving core is lacking speed is lacking some kind of threat to the point to where you know teams when they faced the browns last season they knew that they could play one safety in the box every single down because there's not a wide receiver that commands that attention. Yes, mm. Amari Cooper is a great mm. route runner. That's, a good, point. That's but, a good point. That's a good point. But notice every single ball that was thrown downfield, it was not over the middle. They were deep jump ball, one-on-one, 50-50, yeah. see if yeah. they can go up and get it. See, you know, I don't know about that, man, because, like, I mean, I get what you're saying. We do need that deep threat. I, I, I get what you're saying. And, but, like – I don't think us going not going to the playoffs was solely on us not having a deep threat receiver. I think it was more on the defensive side of the ball. KFC, can I can I'll I'll counter you with that, Mac. I think if there was one injury that kept the Browns going from the playoffs, it was A Walk, Anthony Walker. I yep. think at that injury was completely overlooked by a lot of fans. Um he was granted it was two and a half games. He was playing at a Bobby Wagner Fred Warner level in those two and a half games. He was. he was he was playing at an elite level. He was calling all the defensive signals. I personally see him as a must 
bring back this year. Like I see that as a absolutely nearly Deshaun Watson level bringing him back because I think that A Walk and maybe I could be wrong. I think that A Walk unlocked something last year in those last two games, and it was suggested to me by one of my friends, and I could actually see it. I re- I could see a Demario Davis like career arc for him. And for those of you who might not remember, Demario Davis was a solid linebacker. And then later half of his career, he kind of was a late bloomer. Now he's an all-pro, perennial all-pro, Pro Bowl linebacker for the Saints. And I, I think you can see some of that career arc with AWOC. And I, I think to me, when you're talking about a guy with his leadership abilities and kind of what Schwartz wants to do on the defensive side of the football, you need AWOC. I just don't think you can find an upgrade over a walking for agency. I, maybe I would entertain David Long Jr., but outside of that, I, I don't know. Did you, did you say that bringing back a walk is like a level of Deshaun Watson being brought back? Is that what you said? I did. I think that that's the level of importance he is the defensive side of the football. I I think mm. I I think that his leadership and ability to call signals. I think that you saw that last year. I think that that the intangibles matter. The intangibles. I mean, matter. even in twenty twenty one, he was a hundred. You know, he was a hundred tackle kind of linebacker, yep. and he only missed five percent of his tackles. Uh, I yep. mean, you know, the guy the guy was um, a, a stud in Indy. Uh, I think they put him in coverage too much. To be honest with you, you, you know what the crazy thing about a walk is, and the the quick. Um, you know, quick hot start that he had before his injury. It was up until I want to say like 10, 11 weeks in the season. He was second on the team in tackles for loss. He was second on the team. Let's, in let's, let's, pump, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes slightly. Okay. I, I understand a walk is important and you guys are, you know, big on defense. I really like it. I do. But to say that a walk is as important as Deshaun Watson coming back, you might. I mean, that's your quarterback of the defense, though. Ah, yeah. And if but, no, 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 no. Wait, he said what he said. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said player to player profiles when he talked. He's saying like he's not position wise. Okay, A Walk's not that good. He's not. He's not Bobby Wagner. He might have been doing it for three games, but he's not Bobby Wagner. And even if he was Bobby Wagner, his importance wouldn't be as that of a Deshaun Watson talking about. Listen, I let you guys talk a little bit because I I thought you were dialing back the more you both kind of talk. And the more you kept talking, it's like you were really feeling it. So I want everybody to know that that's not exactly what's going on. Like I love a walk, but I do. I, I think do. I, I think it. we got to resign. I think we got to bring. We got We do. But I mean, the important is Deshaun Watson. I think a walk's pro. I would say middle linebacker. I would say I'd say top fifteen. Easy. I will definitely take that. Yeah, many are not Bobby Wagner, and yeah, you know what's pretty crazy. Um the fact that Bobby Wagner is a free agent, even though he graded out so well last year on PFF on a on a really bad Rams team, mm. um, like it's just he he was one of those solid, consistent pieces outside of Aaron Donald on defense. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be interesting where he'll sign. I, I think it's going to be too much money um, for you, you know for him to be an option for the Browns. But yeah. But uh, you know, going back to the staff, there's been a few. There's been a few hires since. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're I tried to. I tried to. Uh, in well, the prison guard wasn't looking. I tried to dry scoop some creatine, and it did not go well. Creatine? Yeah, bro. Dry scooping? 
Yeah, I wanted to try. First of all, first of all you oh! should not be talking about dry scooping. You should not be talking about dry scooping. But creatine! Maniac. I don't know Listen, how many Snapchats I got in pre-workout, here. Pre-workout and creatine totally different, okay? What do you mean? Pre- pre-workout you need. Like, bro, you... you and then you... Creatine is... This guy not seventy five percent of pre workout. Like yeah, no, no, no free huh? ads with this creatine I got here. Concrete, it's it's a great it's a great pickup. I mean, I can tell you, like it's uh, I've definitely gotten stronger since taking it. It's a different type of creatine. It's the type of creatine that your body naturally produces, and it like I don't know, it's it's good for you. Well, I mean, I definitely hold on, hold on. Your, your body, body naturally produces, produces naturally produces creatine. creatine. Um, you know, there's uh, there's monohydrate. Um, mm. and there is, um, I'm trying to think of the other one. Um, cause one's more water soluble. The other isn't, um, because creatine basically just puts water in your muscles, not to be the gym junkie that I am. Um, but I do recommend creatine to people that are trying to put on a little bit of weight, a little bit more muscle. So I am very much happy for you, Maddie G workout subs. Yes. yes. Workout and, supplements. Yeah. And I mean, I get doing the creatine, but like, I don't recommend dry scoop creatine. Whoa. I mean, I don't recommend oh. dry scooping anyway because you have to like it, you, it if you're not dry. If you're not dry scooping your supplements before the gym, you aren't taking it correctly. Okay, you got to get the power. Max, of the Max, the type of guy. I don't want to get probably, the Mac, Mac probably listen. Mac probably boils the water before he puts it and mixes it. Yeah, you know, he fer- he ferments it. He ferments it pre workout. What I do with my pre workout is I mix it. I mix it with a body armor. Because I'm hungover the night before because I decided oh, to drink God, a 12 beers like an emo night. All right. What? Body armor is trash. Body, Body armor is trash. Thank what? you so much. Thank you so what? much. It's awful. Thank you. Thank you. What you what? sipping on? What you? Yeah, yeah, because uh, let me tell you something. Body armor. Body armor was kind of cool in the beginning when they got like Mike Trout and Kobe to be their kind of spokesperson. Okay. That, oh, that black mama, that that black body mama grape. Don't, 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 don't want to be ignorant. That's man. what body armor. Okay. Is. Hey, okay. Black mama grape yeah. solid. I'll give them if, that. I'll if, give them if, that. If I want, if I'm gonna have a someone sponsor my sports drink i'm gonna pick someone who's a top 15 basketball player of all time so i don't know why kobe's been invited to that party oh my see God. this we're is not, disgusting we're, we're not, not doing that we're not doing that kobe is already kobe top Brian. 15 no, no, every not, time you keep bringing up it, 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 see, i saw the little segue how you tried to squeeze it in there saying kobe's yeah. not top 15 and all this other stuff but we're not even going to address yeah. it we're going to we all know what the realistic question yeah this is why you were actually extending this is why you don't have your camera on this is you just added about 15 more years to your sentence maddie g with that taste please Oh my goodness gracious! You got it. You got it. We we might actually ban him now. (laughs) Horrible take. Body armor is wonderful, you nerd. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff. Thank you. It is. It is so disgusting. Listen, Jeff. I love you. You're probably one of my favorite. Well, you are one of my favorite people that tune into Down with the Browns. But that take right there is atrocious. Okay, they make body armor out of toilet water. I'm pretty sure. They made body. Armor. They make it with I've coconut had, water. Actually. I've, had some, twi- I've had some toilet punch here better than body armor. The toilet exactly. punch is pretty good. Toilet. Oh my goodness gracious! This is, this is just uh, I feel so. like I feel like I feel like you take C4 pre workout. I do not. Um, I have not been on C4 pre workout since high school. Yeah, it has C- creatine C- in it. C4, I don't. C4 was lit. C4 was lit in high school. He, yeah, Mac feels like I, a Celsius guy. Celsius. I, no, I, I have 
I had one for the first time a couple days ago. It wasn't half bad. Um, but I am not on Celsius. Oh, let, let me. Okay, before we switch subjects, I'm going to put you guys on a good energy drink. It's the Ghost Cherry Limeade. Ghost cherry lime. Ghost isn't ghost going out of business. Isn't ghost going out of business? That's no, bad. I no, I've not heard that at all whatsoever. Bang, whatsoever. Bankrupted. Uh, did they? Yeah, or they oh, did wow. last year. I think they just switched on or so. Oh, one okay. of them top okay. bankruptcies. Jesus. Uh, all right, so we are going to slowly shift gears Wait, into the. You guys, you guys hear that? Hear that? Uh, huh? Loud and hairy. Loud and hairy. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the buffalo head. Oh. Imagine being proven wrong by your own article. Couldn't be me, but thanks for wishing us the best on the podcast. This is Mac, what the buffalo heard. Get your notepads and stopwatches out, Browns fans, as the combine starts tomorrow. It's exciting to see all these top prospects show off their athletic prowess every year, running the 40-yard dash and position drills. One has to wonder which one of these great athletes will be selected with the Browns' first-round pick. Oh, damn. It was reported earlier this morning, Browns owners Jimmy and D. Haslam bought 25% stake in an NBA team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Including the Browns and the Columbus crew, this marks the third team the Haslams have ownership in. In an interview earlier today, Jimmy Haslam stated, it's easier, for, it's easier for us to invest millions of dollars in another sports franchise than it is helping the Browns have a winning season. Lastly, the Browns officially announced the move to make offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt take on the position as QB coach. It was an easy decision considering he was the QB coach for this team in 2020 and 2021, as well as a solid relationship with franchise QB Deshaun Watson. Kevin Stefanski was asked if this will if this change will affect play calling, to which he said, Yes, we're looking to pass more inside more inside the five-yard line. This is back what the Buffalo are. Bro, that first round pick, that first round pick joke, that see that that got me. No, yeah, you should have said it like I can't remember his name. I'm blanking on it. It was you should have said it like the WWE wrestler did. Oh, you know, what? Uh, I can't remember his name. Just I'm not saying the word, but <laughs> I just snorted. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, so <laughs> as the NFL scouting combine starts this week, it starts tomorrow at 3 p.m. on NFL Network. Uh, it is taking place. Uh, per usual at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, there's also some breaking news right now from a, a rap report that has nothing really to do with the Browns, but David Carr, uh, Derek Carr, not his brother. David, David, David um, Derek Carr is going to Indianapolis to meet with teams there. Uh, that's going to be a huge thing as well because it'll change what you're looking for, uh, what owners and, and coaches are looking for during the combine. Um, so it's going to be important. It's going to be important. I, I, my first question for you guys with the combine, obviously, do you guys take a lot of, uh, do you put a lot of merit in the combine? I know these years and these times right now, a lot of people have been performing really well and haven't mm -hmm. been doing very well. And obviously the 40 yard dash is a, a really popular time. And a lot of people like to time that as well. Does that, it, does it still mean anything to you guys individually? That's the question I want to know. For me, it's not the guys that are like the front runners. Um, okay. I, like, it's not the guys that are going to like the big names. It's the guys that are kind of like your third and fourth round picks that kind of stand out to me. Mm. On those. It's That's a good like, point, Christian. I think, uh, go ahead, Christian. 
but like it's like and I like to watch um, the big guys, like the offensive line and the defensive line guys do the 40s, just so you, you can see how fast they actually are, like off the jump. And you're like, okay. Because like, I like seeing like the 10, the first 10 yards, how quick they can do that. Because most of the time, that's all they're going to be moving anyways. Right. Like the defensive line. So sure. I like to watch sure. how quick they get that first 10 yards. And then, you know, they finish it out and they'll kind of break down each 10 yards, how long it took them to get there. When but. I think it. When I think of the combine, I think it's fun to kind of learn about prospects, like Christian said, that you might not otherwise know about. And, like, for example, when I was younger and more into Ohio State, it was cool to watch, like, your Ohio State guys go. Um, I don't, I think with the combine, it's the interesting thing. The only guy I can think of off the top of my head within the past 10 years who's truly risen his draft stock at the combine, I feel like is uh, Mike Evans in 2014. I feel like Mike Evans was like a second or third round pick prospect. Like kind of like that's where a lot of people had him going. And he lit up the combine in such a in such an incredible way. That led to Tampa taking him in the top 10. Maybe I could be remembering that correctly, but I feel like he's the only guy I can remember who you can think, sit back sit back and say like he, this guy really helped himself at the combine. Well, I, I can think of two in the last two years. Um, last year, I think Christian Watson really helped himself out last year at the combine. That's a good point. Another, and yeah, another and good then point. Zach, Zach Wilson, yeah, too. And Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson didn't Zach Wilson? Well, have it is more his pro day. Yeah, yeah it is more his Zach Wilson. There's that one throw that's always trending on Twitter where he's like, yeah. roll, like oh yeah, he, he sprints like, left, yeah, and he just. It, I I I personally, to be honest with you, I personally don't like the. This is just my side point, and I I do want to hear what you guys have to say, but I don't like the idea of pro days. To be completely uh, transparent, I don't think that putting yourself in a position where you're in your own uh, indoor facility with your own wide receivers on your own time. And you don't have the pressure of having other guys who want a spot in the NFL around you and watching you throw. I think that's a little bit of a different scenario, but you've seen that trend. Uh, Kyler Murray did the same sort of thing. You've seen Zach Wilson do the same sort of thing. And you kind of have, you know, guys in that kind of enclosed environment. I would personally like uh, people to be, um, in that kind of competitive atmosphere yeah. in the combine. That's what That's I would fair. personally like. Yeah, to, to, I like to, that. Oh, to your point on the pro day thing, though, I think it's good for, like, when you got these bigger quarterbacks. Like, when Will Levis does his pro day, I think it's not going to be big. Like, I mean, it's going to be big for him, but it's also going to be big for these wide receivers. They're going to mm, be true. It's like Barry on Brown. True. He's going to go Very into true. his sophomore year. You're going to see Barry on Brown out there running routes. You're going to see Dan Kidd. These younger guys, they're going to get their names out there a little bit more because they're going to be like, oh, who was that receiver he was throwing to? True. Sure. So I think that's exactly. Uh, and, and I, and I agree. There is a movement um, with a lot of college teams to, they, they really want to get like ban the combine and just have pro days. Um, I think pro days are really good for every single position. And to your point, Manny, I believe it's good for every single position except for quarterback. Mm. Um, now we see Bryce Young. He's not going to throw at the combine. CJ Stroud, not going to throw at the combine. Um, and it, it kind of takes that. And the reason why they don't is because they, you know, they want to, they want to make sure that they're throwing to their guys. They're in their yeah. stadium doing, yeah. doing their workouts. Um, y- you know, so I, I do think that pro days be- um, are really beneficial for any position outside of a quarterback, just because a lot more guys get looks, you, you know, combine. It's a, it's a small, like little, I shouldn't say small list, but it's relatively small compared to every single player that plays division one college football. Um, yeah. But, you know, with the, with these pro pro days, more guys get looks. So I, I do think that is really great um, things that I look for in the combine though. 
Um, I don't look for players' strengths. I look for weaknesses. And, and by that, a mm. great example would be I, I have I have two guys, um, you, you know, that I'm watching pretty closely um, that are on the defensive side of the ball here. Uh-huh. One would be Mike Morris from Michigan. Um, you know, he's six foot six, two ninety. Mm. Um, I I doubt that he keeps that weight, um, two ninety. That's very heavy for a defensive end. Um, and one of his knocks that's kind of keeping uh, keeping his draft stock so low. Um, I even saw some guy pick it, like projecting him in the third round. Um, but they're they're saying that his get off isn't impressive. You know, his burst off the line isn't going to scare anybody. So you you know, I'm I want to do see how he moves. Um, because you know, who's to say he, he loses 15, 20 pounds and he gets a little quicker off the football foot off the football. He, he could play pretty damn good for this team. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and, uh, and the other guy would be Mozzie Smith, the, the defensive tackle out of Michigan, yep. um, you know, projected there, a yep. second round pick, but every single clip that I've seen of Mozzie Smith, and I don't know whether it's just him reading the guy, um, on the other side of the ball, um, but he is late off the ball every single time, even in even in one-on-ones in, in the Shrine Bowl. The offensive lineman is beating him off the ball. So those are the kind of things that I look for in the combine. Um, the 40-yard dash is fun, you know, to see who can run the fa- fastest, um, you know, kind of kind of stuff like that. And it, it's also funny to see the um, – you see the position groups um, go, go on bench press and some of them, you, you know, some of them are more just – players you know and they aren't that like physically strong um but because i remember christian mccaffrey he only put up yeah. like, what seven reps or yeah. something and, and yeah. he just got dragged on twitter for it um but but yeah i i look for more of the more of the weaknesses uh more of you know what does this player have to work on because if you treat the combine like it's oh we're just gonna highlight everything this player does well you have a guy like anthony schwartz that gets drafted in the third round just because mm-hmm. he ran a four two forty. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you can definitely, and again, and again, the combine can hurt certain athletes as well. Like David Bell, not running very well last year. That was a big knock on David Bell running a four, six, four, five, six. And he might pass well and all. Yeah. He, so yeah, it's, it, his red score, his spark score was awful. I, so yeah. I think you're in the blender, Matty G. You're in the blender, Matty. Yeah. Oh, those concrete walls are just not. Can not hear doing, better now. Not doing well for his. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. So I was thinking about this today. <laughs> if you had to watch one combine event for the rest of your life, with with no breaks in between, what would it be? That's a good question. For me, I could watch. I could watch guys run the for the rest of my life. The forty. That, that's the funnest part about the. That's the, that, that's one of the most fun things. That's one. Of, that's 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 one of that's one of the most fun things. I me personally. Oh god, good, good, go good. Ahead. You go ahead. I, I, but again, everybody knows, uh, uh, everybody knows that's right, Jeff. That's right. Side note, prison Wi-Fi is not very good. So yeah, we actually uh, stole yeah. it from McDonald's. Yeah. And plug yeah, it in. Yeah, exactly. That's so what you put it's in the actually McDonald's waffle. Waffle. It's, it's Yeah, it's McDonald's. one of those uh, jetpacks uh, from Verizon. Uh, we found it in a dumpster <laughs> um, outside of a McDonald's. Um, 
you know, yeah, we were. It's, it's got a couple bite marks on it, but it, you know, it, it works just good enough. Well, when we found it, we saw like we saw a Cleveland Browns jersey just kind of sitting on the top of the, and we were like, I wonder who whose jersey that is. And we picked it up, and it said Mayfield six on the back of it. And then we moved it over, and then we saw a raccoon just kind of chewing on it. And then we're like, you know, I mean, I fought the raccoon obviously, and I won, so I kept the thing, and we plugged it up for Maddie G. So. That's when you. That's when you know you're you're a true you're you're a true stud. You just behind <laughs> me. Uh, but yes. So so the person the, the the drill that I could watch actually is not the forty. It's the gauntlet drill. I love the I gauntlet drill with that. the wide receivers. Yes. Yeah, that I love the wide receivers and tight ends going out there. And again, because I'm a huge wide receiver advocate on this show, uh, I absolutely love wide receivers and having the big boys go out there and being able to. Uh, you know, kind of run all, like, look on the run and kind of be able to anticipate the throw and put their hands out there and see if they can catch, catch, just catch some footballs, you know what I mean? And bring it in and have, see if they have soft hands. Um, so that's why I personally love the gauntlet drill. I really do. And sometimes you might see somebody get hit in the face. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Who's that, what's that video of that guy? And he just oh, didn't turn it, his head know, around. Was, he just got domed. Like, <laughs> it was actually a pretty good receiver, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it Amon St. Brown? Uh, it was uh, – I think no. so. I, I know it was, it was one – I know Mitchell Wilcox got hit as well, but it was somebody that was actually good. It was DK. Uh, it was DK, I think. Uh, I don't think no, it was, it was DK. DK. Was I think DK. it was actually Sky Moore. No, 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 no. This no, this a was a couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you guys figure that out. But uh, going back – um, one guy I'm actually excited to see is that um, his last name went blank on me. It, it's like A.T. Teron Johnson. Teron Johnson. That's who it was. I thought it was somebody. Yes. I thought it was somebody. Else. I'm excited oh, to see how Tyler is. Scott from Cincinnati runs. I hate the yeah. University of Cincinnati with all my heart, but he is a solid <laughs> football player as much as it pains me to admit. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He'd be and really interesting. Who's that guy you you keep popping up on Twitter, Mac? I can't think of his last name. A.T. Perry. Perry, that's right. He's a beast. I'm, ex- yeah. He's a I'm beast. excited to see him. Dude, I I am beyond excited to see him run the 40-yard dash because there are, there are whispers that he runs uh, a 4-4 and has a 37-and-a-half-inch vertical. Now, that's just kind of uh, like above average for like a normal wide receiver. My cousin. But this guy – is six five, two hundred and five pounds. Like mm. it's, and I and I I know you know when when we make comparisons on, on a player before he even steps on an NFL football field, it, it's it's kind of no. I I I would not say AJ Green. You know who I'd say? Who? Josh Gordon. Wow, he's That's physical. Hey, do you see our friend of the show? Our friend of the show. Our friend of the show. Uh, Grant Puskar. Good friend of ours, Max Comrade at uh, Betjack, just tweeted out a video of uh, him talking with Flash today. That's well, yeah, sick. because he was collegiate uh, teammates with uh, Phil Taylor at Baylor. Yes, so, uh, so I'm assuming they probably kept it kept in contact. They they also played together, um, yeah, for a few you years. know, on the Browns. But you know, you know, At Perry, he's just an absolute monster running around out there, and you know, he's not he's not a kind of guy that will kill you with quick burst. Yeah. But he's hard to bring down, and when he is in full stride, 
his length just creates that natural separation. He, he's one of those guys where, you know, he, he runs, so, but he doesn't look fast while he's running, but obviously he's steps ahead of the person that's guarding him. Um, but it, it's, you, you know, if he somehow runs a low 4-4 or a high 4-3, um, I do think that he's worthy of that, of that pick 42 conversation because he, here's the thing, you, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is great. If they can somehow make that work and pull off that trade, that would be absolutely amazing, right? But it's going to be a move. At Perry is you know six five, could possibly run like this, you know, this crazy speed. And again, what what do we say earlier? The the Browns need a deep threat, a wide receiver. This guy has had fourteen games of a catch of thirty yards or more. Like he gets downfield, and that's at Wake Forest. Off the top of your head, what was the QB that played at Wake Forest? Jake Locker. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, Jake Locker played at Washington, but but yeah, my point exactly. <laughs> like you know, At Perry um, is one of those guys that just you, you know he went to a smaller program. He, he played, um, you know, with kind of and I, like I, I hate to knock the 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 QB at, at Wake Forest here but you, you know he's not he's not a top 15 college quarterback yeah. that he's playing with here. so you know if, if AT Perry would have gone to I a feel like I know Wake school, Forest's quarterback is it Grayson McCulloch McCulloch uh, it, it is not I could I, I could look it up right here no that's the guy of, who goes to he goes to Coastal Carolina I think that's who I'm thinking of McC- Grayson whatever the guy's name is Oh, McCall. McCall, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's good. He's underrated. He's good. No, no, he's a, he is underrated. He will be drafted. He will be drafted. There will be somebody who picks him up for sure. Yeah. And it'll well, be lower. It'll, it'll be, be it'll, it'll, pick. it'll be what? I think he. If I was an NFL team, I'd be looking at him with a first round pick. Hundred percent. I, 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 I would not. I would not. I would. I would. I personally would not because because again, I I. Again, you need to show me a little bit something if you're coming from these smaller schools because Coastal is really good and they've been consistently good for the past two years. But is it all McCall really? You know what I mean? Like, is it all McCall? So it's it's kind of hard to really uh, observe these guys and study these guys when they're coming from smaller schools because you just don't know how it's going to pan out in the NFL. Not that it, not that it 100% pans out extremely well, but you're looking at Carson Wentz's career right now. You're looking at Josh yeah. Allen. Josh Allen's pretty good. I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's bad, but yeah. at the same time, people um, are having some question marks with Josh Allen. Let's be real. So it's like is he a social know, media QB. A social media oh. QB. You know what I mean? So like, it, you want to if you want to talk about someone who's not a social media QB, I was telling the boys earlier, and they told me not to say this on the show, but. You know what? I'm kind of in the in the Matty G crazy mode. Uh, Christian already is uh, going, uh, getting his head down. Oh boy, here we go. We were talking just, about the Packers quarterback situation. The Packers quarterback situation today, and I feel very comfortable saying this. I said this in 2020, and I'll say this again. I think that Jordan Love has a higher ceiling than anybody in his class. Anybody higher than Burrow, higher than Herbert, higher than Tua. I think when it's all said and done, Jordan Love will be the best quarterback of the 2020 draft. Higher than Hurts. Does anyone want to start first? Go ahead, Christian. Start first. I see the look on your face. I see the look on uh, your face. I think we should just change subjects. Um, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can, I mean, listen, we can talk. We, I just, I, 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 he's not innocent. He's not innocent. 
He's been, he's Start, been started found guilty started in in the court of just being absolutely like I I'm 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 flat like I, normally like granted you, you know this is the, this is the world of sports talk but I I'm I'm flabbergasted here I really am <laughs> I, yes he did, he did something that hard today and there's a reason again lock this guy up lock him up lock, lock him, him up. up life sentence give me multiple life sentences this is with just no it. bail yeah, no bail whatsoever. I, I, like I'm, I'm stunned. All right. I'm, I'm, uh, Stop. Well, I mean, Stop. you know, you know. Anyways, um, moving forward, uh, you know, you did speak about Derek Carr, and uh, you know, because teams are gonna be talking to him and stuff. Uh, free agency is like what two weeks away? Yep. Yes. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. This is my favorite time of the year. Free agency, love it. Cause like just leading up to free agency, like the like the three days before it, just where you're so hopeful, you're like, we're gonna get that guy, we're gonna mm-hmm, get, him. Mm-hmm. and it's then true. we don't ever. Uh, well, no, I can't lie. Twenty twenty, no, twenty nineteen. Wait, when was no, twenty twenty? That was the year we got everybody. I won. Conklin, Keenum, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was the year we kind of like right off the rip, man. We got Hooper. And at the time, Hooper was a that was a huge Hooper, signing. That was that was a huge. And then signing. getting that Conklin was huge, was huge yeah. too. That was a huge signing. Um, but like, who's that? I know we've talked about it numerous times. But as we're getting closer, I know my a couple of my guys have changed because I don't know about the Duran Payne situation. Um, but who's that? Like one guy that like you're just like, all right, we got to get this dude, even if it's like a lower end, because I've actually got a new a new guy. That actually went pretty bad. Hit me with it. Hit me with and it. He's a safety. And you may say I'm biased okay. because he did play at the University of Kentucky. But he was a go. part of a Super Bowl winning defense two years mm. ago. Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards. And I think you could get him on a reasonable deal. Probably about four to five mil. Get him in here. Play alongside of, uh, you know, the next upcoming star safety, Grant Delpit. Just run it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you, you know, I, I was talking to you guys, uh, you know, before the show here, I'm really looking at Marcus Davenport here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he's a, he's a young guy, age 26, his rookie contract just got up. Um, the saints just extended, um, another defensive end. Uh, I'm going to completely butcher his name here. Um, because it's, it, it's literally nothing but consonants. Um, but, uh, Tano, um, K. Passon Young, yep. K. Passon Young, um, but yeah. So you, you know they just extended a defensive end. Um, obviously, they have um, they have Cameron Jordan on the other end here. So you, you know, kind of makes me think. I don't think they're going to pay Marcus Davenport, and he's a guy that last year he had thirty four total pressures. Um, so you know he's six six two sixty five. Um, he has an abnormally long. Uh, um, like wingspan, which is a great thing to look for for defensive ends because if he can lock out on you without somebody getting into his chest, that's a huge, huge, huge advantage. And, huge. you know, t- yeah, Hitch. But, um, yeah. you know, Crap. just like how I put my name down at the bottom, Miles Garrett needs help. Mm. He needs help, man. And I know we, I know we love to talk about our wide receivers. And trust me, Manny, I'm with you. We absolutely do need one. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, and you know, I, I hate to put the you know put the attention on me and say, oh well, like I tweeted this out, um, <laughs> you know, last week. But 
So Miles Garrett last year had 36.8% of the team's overall pressures. I'm going to mm. read you. I'm going to read you That's other crazy. notable pass rushers in the league. So Chris Jones, 25.8%. Micah Parsons, 25.3%. Matt Judon, 25.7%. And these are all mm. all guys that are almost neck and neck, if not better than Miles Garrett. Like why? And you know, it, this has been like an ongoing thing. I mean, we had the Olivia Vernon experiment. Which, by the way, he didn't get good until Miles got hurt. So, you know, Miles didn't really play next to, you know, Olivia Vernon at his best. We had the Jamie and Clowney experiment, but we learned last year that Clowney's production was just more due to the fact that the defensive tackles in the middle in 2021 were just pushing the pocket. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I know I've said this before, and I know I keep preaching that Saints game, but go ahead and look back. If you do have a chance to rewatch some of these games, look when Clowney is off the field. I'm sorry, Alex Wright. I'm sorry, Isaiah Thomas. And I'm Get sorry, Chase Winovich. But, you know, they, they ain't it at the moment. And they j- cannot be trusted at that starting defensive end spot out opposite of Miles Garrett. And, yeah. you know, teams are doing the same thing that they've been doing for the past couple of years. They're making someone on that defensive line outside of Miles Garrett beat you. And somebody has to win in those one-on-one matchups. And right now, outside of Miles Garrett, we don't have a guy that can do that. So please. And I'm sure that Andrew Barry has this same idea in mind. I mean, I bet you Jim Schwartz is in his ear. Just to, why? Why do we got to do that? No, why? Manny, that was, I'm, I'm taking you're out of here. You're done yeah, for. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was that was just that was ridiculous. I don't want to see Jason Taylor, and I don't want to see that disgusting bag of ruffles. It won't let me remove it in the grocery store. Dumb. Um, So so okay. So so first and foremost, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm getting reports in my ear. I'm getting reports in my ear. Wait a second. Getting a report in my ear. Uh, Jason Tatum just committed another turnover. Okay, <laughs> right, listen, listen, listen. Right, hey, hey, oh, by hey, the way, whoa, whoa, everybody whoa, whoa, come whoa, off. Everybody, no, listen. no, no, seriously, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Uh, breaking news, Arby's has hired a new guy to, <laughs> to make their turnovers, and it's Jason Tatum. <laughs> hey, if your team is above third place in your conference standings, you can, you can talk for the next 10 seconds. Okay, so since that's only Sorry, me here, the, since it's only me here talking and who's allowed to talk, um, I will like to say oh, loud. I have to go to the, the salon to get my hair permed. Listen, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't look beautiful. It doesn't, doesn't look luxurious. Let me tell you something. First and foremost, Jeff is saying 0 and 3, Celtics 0 and 3. We're going to find out Wednesday night, right? I'm going to have a great day. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great time. Uh, NBA title since 2016, Cavs 1, Celtics 0. That's really cute. That's very nice. But if you don't want to – We have a championship ring, quite literally. Each and every one of you right now that is, that is on this podcast can get at least three. So, so, so that's how many we have. All right, we can hand them out. We can hand some out to the viewers because we got 17 of them. We're going for 18. So I I, Celtics haven't won a championship since DVDs were invented. Listen, listen, that's listen. 2008, 2008 was a while ago. 
I, I want to talk about And that's the only one they've had since Larry Bird played, okay? This is dis- oh, that's it's disgusting what we're doing. It's disgusting what we're doing. Okay, back to, the, back to the back to the No, 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 very no, hold on. This hold is on, why we need it. This is why we need to get a basketball segment going. Manny, the one thing I can tell you right now though. As before we go back into our precious Browns, as a Cavs fan, I at least know that I can go to bed every night knowing that the members of my coaching staff are fine, upstanding gentlemen who are very loyal. Unfortunately, Celtics fans cannot say the same thing. Listen, it was. It, listen, all I'm all I'm telling you right now, all I'm telling you right now, okay, is when you get more than four rings, you can come talk to me. You can come talk to me. Okay, you can come talk to me. It's your precious LeBron. LeBron's not there. You guys are you guys are a poverty franchise right now when it comes to basketball. Poverty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Donovan Mitchell's going to be gone. He's going to be in a New York Knicks jersey. He did. He says Manny, he wanted to be here Manny, in Cleveland. He wanted Manny, to be here in Cleveland. Listen, That's what you say. Listen. That's what you say when you're trading. You, you had no trade. You had no trade clause. The only reason the you truth. guys are even All a good a sudden, franchise that, is because yep, yep. of the New York, whatever they are, the Brooklyn Nets. They're incompetent to yeah. trade for a 400 year old. Paul Pierce and KG. Hey, hey, that's the greatness you of Danny Ainge. Away that, is the greatness the of, that is the greatness of Danny Ainge. That's the greatness of Danny I'm Ainge. Just saying, you guys Jonathan traded for Mitchell Kyrie. Never had to be put in a wheelchair because he pooped his pants. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 listen, hey, listen. Sometimes, okay. look, look. I am in no, I am in no position to talk to talk about people who have to use the bathroom because Lamar did it, came back and won on fourth down versus us. So I'm still, listen, I'm salty. If you got to use the bathroom, you got to use the bathroom. You're still a champion. Listen, and I want to talk about. Manny, free listen. Listen, before we, we before we change the subject, I'm just going to let you know. Come Wednesday, the Cavs are going to ruin your night, just like LeBron <laughs> and the Cavs did to Paul Pierce. The Cavs are going to be one and done in the playoffs, and Donovan Mitchell is going to be gone. That's all I know. That's I mean, no, no one wants to talk I about Manny, 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 it. Manny, it's so sad. It is so sad. Donovan signs the Supermax this offseason, what are you going to do? When Donovan signs the Supermax – when Donovan signs the Super there is there. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very carefully. And this is an all seriousness because I care about you guys, and I don't want anybody who's listening to my voice right now to get their hopes up. There is zero chance that Donovan Mitchell signs a max contract. So okay, okay, you want back that up? Zero. You want back that up? He doesn't want what you anything do? to do. What are you going to do? Me? What are you going? I will do? drive. I will drive over to Cleveland, and I'll jump in that lake. How about that? How about that? Wearing a Jason Tatum jersey. You better, you better go. It, it, is, you it, better. Is so, it is so disgusting to hear the utterances of you guys about Donovan Mitchell. Like you guys, like you guys, like he's your player. Up. He's a temporary player for you guys. Listen, it's a bro, listen bro. He's at Wawa just because, right now. Just because you're, one of your guys just can't drop 71 in a game, it's okay. We don't need to because we have a bench, unlike the Cavs. You guys have nobody. Why couldn't you beat the Cavs? Because we didn't. We didn't have Robert Williams, Time Lord, and also the second game, you guys didn't get a call for. We didn't get a call for Jason Tatum's Yamathy on Jared Allen, which should have been an and one. Would have had it. Uh, would have fr- been a first- hey, Manny, Manny. Oh, I'm Manny. sorry. Talking about about hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Talking about officials. Cry, cry, cry. Talking about officials. It is so. It is so nasty. The quicker, listen. The quicker you guys understand. That Donovan Mitchell won't be here, the easier this time will be. But guess what? He's still here, baby. He's still in the Cavs uniform. He's he's gonna be back next year. He's under contract. Listen, listen, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, he will not be here. He will not be here when that contract ends. And I'm telling you, he's either and I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna channel my inner Maddie G. I'm gonna channel my inner Maddie G. I have a hot take, right? For all them tears you're crying. If the Cavs are one and done in the playoffs. I would not be surprised if Donovan Mitchell requests a trade this offseason. If you guys are one and done, 
I would not be surprised. So going back to the free agent signings and who I would like to see, right? After I broke your guys' hearts, I'm going to get back on your side and talk about Cleveland sports, Cleveland Browns, the wonderful Cleveland Browns. I want this guy, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, first and foremost, I, look, I, I want to also address the fact that people do not want D-Hop, okay? They're always too old, this, then, or the other. You know what? You, what it, do you know that DeAndre Hopkins in 10 seasons in the NFL has only caught less than 900 yards three times? And it was one once when he played 10 games. The other time last we year, he played nine games. Seasons. And the first time when it was his rookie season. So I, I don't, I don't, I, it does not make any sense to me. Thank you so much, KFC, for that wonderful Deshaun Watson. It's going to be a movie. It is going to be a movie when DeAndre Hopkins comes here. I don't want to hear about the defense so far. You go tell me right now on those other Super Bowl winning teams, they only had one guy on the line. They only had one guy on the line. Chris Jones, fantastic. Last year, the year before that with the Rams, Aaron Donald, fantastic. We only have Miles Garrett. That's all we need. But on the offense, you need yourself some pass catchers. You need people who can move the ball down the field. Having Amari Cooper and De- DeAndre Hopkins, Jakeem Grant back, DPJ. This is going to be a movie on the offensive side of the football. And you can run the ball with Nick Chubb and give him some more rest. Kareem Hunt may or may not be back, but you got Jerome Ford. And you got Ernest Johnson. It's a beautiful but, offense. Man. It's going to be crazy. And this day and age in the NFL, it is offense. Offense, offense, defensive pass interference. What happened to Juju with James Bradbury? That wasn't a cornerback. That was a shutdown corner. That was just an overthrow and just happened to be a hold with one tiny little jersey hold. That's offense. It is offense, offense, offense. The NFL rewards offenses. And this is why we need to get DeAndre Hopkins. But here's the thing. Manny, just go be a Bengals fan, man. We all know you want to. Just go, just go. I told you already. I, listen, listen. I, my, my, my bags my bags are – I have some binoculars. You want to know why? Because I'm staring at Cincinnati. I'm staring at Cincinnati from afar. Because I, what they have going on over there, they understand it. They get it. Get yourself some wide receivers. But they also Baltimore, have a good D-line. Baltimore. But their offense didn't change until they got Jamar Chase, a guy that can get downfield. But, but listen, listen, Todd. But listen, Boyd, Boyd was already a 1,000-yard receiver. Boy was already one of the thousand yards. Yo, yo, yo. To that, to that point, really no, that defensive line, that defensive line was pretty. That too. Pretty nice. Because in 2021, was, was, they it, were tied with the Browns and the Steelers among pass rushing duos. It, it, it was nice, but, but can I ask you a question? When you think of the Cincinnati Bengals, do you think of their defensive line? No, I think of Jamar Chase. Okay. Do you think, do, when you think of the Kansas City Chiefs, who do you think of? Chris Jones, you don't stop it, Matty G. When you think when you think of the Super Bowl winning champions uh, uh, two years ago, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Los Angeles Wolves, Los Angeles Rams, when they gave up everything and sold their souls for a Super Bowl, who do you think of? Aaron Donald. Okay, first when, of I, when I think of the Rams, I think of Donald. Okay, yeah, if I think of the Chiefs, because, because of last year, because of last year, and literally but, everybody but was injured. If but you're talking about the Chiefs, and you think of Odell Beckham, the Chiefs, they just traded, they just traded their number one wide receiver and then won. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, I sorry, okay. I don't know. You said the Chiefs, and then like they just traded yeah. Tyreek. Well, because, because, but, but because when you think of the Chiefs, you think of Patrick Mahomes and the fantastic quarterback play. That's still offense. My point is just offense. You want that re-upped offense. And, and Sean Watson, who is a top 10 quarterback talent right now in the NFL, re-up. Re-up. Don't wait. Like, your, like, I, I get it. You do need help. I'm more scared line. of the Bengals than Jordan Love. He's not the best Love. choice. That's, oh my that's where gosh. I'm at. Who, that's who, wins, who, wins, who, wins who, who won this division for the past two years? Me. 
I didn't. No, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. You see how they're winning. The Baltimore Ravens are going backwards. They're trying to work on their defense because they can't trust Lamar. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they, re- they re-upped secretly. You guys don't understand this. Calvin Austin the third, George Pickens, and they moved Clay, Clay Chase Claypool over to Chicago for picks, and I guarantee you they're going to bring an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. But my it's problem is, is that, you, you know, okay, so you're looking at De- DeAndre Hopkins and you're saying, okay, he's a vet. He played with Deshaun Watson in the past. Mm-hmm. We got to give up. We got to give up some assets for him, and we got to pay him a lot of money. So if you're going to go that route, why not go with Brandon Cooks? It's going to cost you less in a trade. It's going to cost you less on a contract. And Brandon Cooks, over the past two years, has had a higher, more yak, a higher yak percentage, and a higher yards per target. Because so why they, wouldn't you want to go with him with a guy that can actually take I'll do you, defense? But a guy I'll do you one does have the is, best hands in the league. I, I'm not trying to be whatever, but there are there are levels. There are levels. D Hop yeah, was suspended. D Hop was suspended because for he couldn't seven stay games this season. And he had to take no, supplements to keep but, himself. But, but here's the thing, here's the thing. He saw he saw the ramifications for taking those supplements. Said it's seven games to make my body feel like it was five years ago. Give me the seven games. Came back. Let me tell you what happened when he came back from his first seven games and only played nine games this season. You want to hear what he, you want to hear what he had? He played nine, in nine games, 96 targets, 717 yards in nine games. In nine games. I mean, it is, it is, it is astronomically the way he You're came not getting back, those targets in Cleveland, though. No, no, no. With with this this re-upped offense and the opportunity of a full offseason where Deshaun Watson can have the entire playbook and understand what he's going into the regular season with and having D-Hop to that connection in the offseason, you just meet up. Oh, my goodness. It's so easy. It is so easy because you don't have to use Nick Chubb that much. See, I like DeAndre Hopkins. I'd love to have him on the Cleveland Browns. It's just the 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 cap hit, and we need defensive linemen a little bit more than D Hop. If we can somehow finagle, you you if we can finagle that, dude, our defensive line outside of Miles Garrett is atrocious. It's not comparable it's to so Cincinnati's. But, you, but but the here's but, is, but here's the thing. You because you're right. You have you have a uh, you have a uh, uh, Trey Hendrickson. I, I don't know if Trey Hendrickson still. Yeah, he's there. If he's still, if he's still there, and then there, you got Sam Hubbard, and Sam uh, Hubbard, uh, DJ uh, Reader, and I mean so, that that, that, that right there, DJ yeah, Hill, exactly. Yeah, those guys are good, and yeah. we don't have that in the defense. If I mean, if we can get the contract to work out, and kind of how we were talking about it, I don't know if we mentioned it on here, but like a way that we can finagle it and where we can just kind of like pay him like under the table. Thank you, Jeff. I would love to have D Hop. Like, Thank I'm not Jeff. saying I don't want him. It's just like the cap. And we need defense. If we if if we, we got can, if we if we can make the cap work and we bring in DeAndre Hopkins, I'm all for I'm, it. All I need oh, is, I'm not is a couple of. If we bring him in, I just think that there's better solutions. That that's fair. But all we need on the defensive line is somebody who's comparable. Somebody, who's, a, a Jadavion Clowney, not last year, but the year I before. I disagree. I, that's all you. You don't need because look. Look at the teams that have I mean, won the Super Bowl know. and have been in the Super you Bowl. Do. You you don't need all this craziness, all these bells and whistles on the defense. Yeah, you do. Yeah, the, no, you yeah, don't. Yeah. You yeah. name me. You name me. You need service. Really quickly, really quickly. I'm going to test Matty G. I'm going to test Matty G. Can I test Matty G? Can I test Matty G? I'll test all three of you. Okay? When I name this Super Bowl team, you name me. You can name me really quickly. There's a star on the defensive line, but then you name me the great number two. Okay? You ready? Los Angeles Rams. Three, Aaron Donald, two, one. Von Miller. Von Miller wasn't playing on the line. That's not Larry the defensive Floyd. line. That's the line. Too late. Too late. I said three. Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones, three. 
Frank two, Clark. Frank one. Clark. Frank, Frank Clark. Clark. That's a good one. Okay, Frank Clark is really, really. No, 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 no. When they won the he's Super Bowl, Von Miller Tampa was on that team. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't play on the so team. Like Mac is saying, that's a, he's he's an outside Wait, linebacker. He's on the line. He's on the line. Von Miller played. Von Miller was an offensive. Was it was a uh, was an outside linebacker play on the edge. Yeah, yeah, that's like saying certain, certain stats. No, 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 no. His thing, it's like kind of how they list TJ Watt as a linebacker. He's predominantly on the edge. True. Josh Allen's a linebacker, but he's predominantly on Your the edge. Your foot is that's on the LOS, of... and you're rushing the passer. You but is he him. doing? Is he doing that a majority of his snaps though? When he was yes. with LA, <laughs> yes. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, all right, you might have. I mean, Eli Manning maybe, would not have two maybe, Super Bowls if it maybe, wasn't for Michael Strahan, maybe um, OCU Manura, and Justin Justin Tuck. Just, maybe Jason maybe, Pierre Paul. Maybe uh, it's it, it, again. That's different because that's that's a different league. That's a different Ask time. Watt where that's a different his time. Would be without Cam Hayward and Javon. Yeah, TJ, without Cam TJ. Hayward. TJ Watt would not be. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But you can say the same thing about Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's fantastic without someone. You don't need. You don't need a Cam Hayward. Imagine what he can do with some help. But you. But you don't need all that though. What you. What do you need a Deron Payne for? I mean, you. You get somebody who's comparable. You get somebody who's comparable. Okay. Okay. Manny. 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 This is an offensive league. Manny. 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 We gotta have serviceable defense. All right. No, but you want Brandon Cooks and then Deron Payne. Yeah, no. Let me, say, let, me me this. Up. let me pitch this. Let me pitch this. Would you guys rather go with option A, which is DeAndre Hopkins, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Akongwu, or whatever you say the guy's last name, or would you rather go with option B, which is Elijah Moore, DJ Chark, Javon Hargrave, and Unique Angakwe? Both are going to cost I'm, you. I'm not on Yannick, but I do like option two. Well, wait. Why are there four names in? Maybe I didn't hear you quickly. Why are there he four names? DJ on, on, on? Because you're you because you're using the same amount of assets on both. Correct. Wait, no. I'm, wait, so you would wait, have to trade for Elijah Moore. You could. Oh, oh, okay. Because can you say that one more time or again? Sorry, just for listeners. So, would listeners. you rather go with option A, DeAndre Hopkins, Dalvin Tomlinson, and a Con- Neka Okongwu? It might not be Neka. I'm thinking probably thinking of the guy from the Hawks, but it's Okongwu. I can't remember the guy's first name. Or right. option B. Which is Elijah Moore, Javon Hargrave. Um, now I now I forgot the fourth one and uh, DJ Shark. You said, I think DJ, Shark. Yonic, DJ Shark, and DJ Shark, and, and, and Yannick Ngakwe. I'm picking option option two, option two. Elijah Moore and DJ Shark. Option two. two, option two does not win you a Super Bowl. Option two, yes. absolutely. Option two, option, option two does not win you a Super Bowl. Option two, option two, option two adds two and a half wins to the team. Option one adds one win to the team. Does 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 option does option two help you beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes, yes. it does because it spreads you out. It spreads the Chiefs defense you don't, out. No, 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 no. This, this is why this is why I disagree. This is why I disagree can, so much. You win have more with, with the Kansas City Chiefs. You do not beat them with defense. Yes, the you Philadelphia did. Eagles showed you the number one defensive line since two thousand. They could not create. They, they could not create pressure on. Oh, we're we're we're, we're gonna have you go. Okay, okay. Hear me oh. out, Manny. Hear me out, Manny. I challenge you to watch the 2021 AFC Championship game. Watch the second half and watch what the Bengals with Cincinnati with Cincinnati and, and, and the Chiefs. Yes, the AFC Championship in 2021 because they rushed with four and they dropped seven and Mahomes didn't know what to do. Because if you can successfully rush with four guys, you can beat 
any team in the I NFL. Can, I, but I can the make the best argument. offense you, you, on paper, the New England Patriots in 2007, they were beat by Eli Manning. By why? a lucky David Tyree helmet catch. But why? Because they could rush with four guys and drop seven. Listen, this is a different – this is a completely but different also, game. There's well, thing, first, this is a completely different game from defense. that point. And also, look at the Cincinnati Bengals offense. They were able to put up points for the Kansas City Chiefs. So – Okay. We get, yeah, they yeah. also didn't score in the second half, though. Yeah. Which is a key. True. Because true. If, if the Kansas true. City Chiefs scored a touchdown true. in that second half, the, the Bengals over. never would have been. True. 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 That's a good point. That's a good so, point. Um, are you guys ready for the new segment? Yes. Oh, Kentucky man, Fried Hypothetical. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Is, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, so everybody watching at home, uh, this is one of the one of the ideas I pitched to Christian because uh, every time I, I don't know, there's a lot of times I'm playing uh, playing Xbox with them, or I just get a weird memo chat from him during the day, and and I do just sometimes like to hear the crazy stuff that comes out of his mouth. So I pitched this. This is Kentucky Fried hypothetical. He did not show us this question. This is purely right off right off his dome here. So Christian, hit it with us. What is your question? All right. So. Are you taking three orangutans trained by Conor McGregor versus 15 cheetahs trained by Usain Bolt? Who wins the fight? 15 cheetahs. 15 cheetahs trained by Usain Bolt or three orangutans trained by Conor McGregor in a fight? Got real quiet. I mean that's. Uh, I would say you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the orangutans and therefore because because they can actually fight like a huge like like they can actually like but that's a lot of cheetahs though that is a that's lot. what I'm they're saying so, they're so quick cheetahs. fifteen that's five cheetahs per per orangutan it, you know if you're breaking down the math here yeah which by the way you do like you know anatomically cheetahs really can only run fast for a very a very short minimum of time. So they're going to have to take a breather. But they can also so, climb trees. That's and true. And then they stalk, they stalk their their prey. So That's true. That's true. I mean, we're, you, just, we're talking from a pure swarm. I, I mean, you, you know, yeah. now orangutans, well, I, very, very strong animals. Okay? They have a lot of animals. length. They, they have do. a lot of length. They do. Right? You, you know, but we're talking about five cheetahs on a single orangutan. Um, and this is trained by Conor McGregor, you, you mm. know. Yeah, yeah, and they can fight too. So but you got to think these cheetahs are trained by Usain Bolt, so they've but got the, same, the endurance the and the speed. But at the same time, though, you're going to have to bite in the right place. That's the only thing you have. I mean, you you might have paws, but you're, I'm going to go with the orangutan because I'm telling you right now, you get a little bite, you get a little bite. The orangutan smacks you once with a nice uh, Conor McGregor uh, uh, underhand, and he has a leg too. Yeah. Yeah, but you gotta yeah, think you the orangutans will get tired out trying yeah. to keep up with all them cheetahs. I'm gonna go, though. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go orangutan. I'm gonna go orangutan. Okay, orangutan. I, I, I'm gonna have to go with the cheetahs on this one. Um, mm. Again, you know, it's five cheetahs per orangutan here. They're they're that's gonna a good, swarm that's them. Good ratio. Um, that's a good you ratio. know, uh, all all it takes is just somebody to get past the the defense of one orangutan and it's over. So you know. The Flash versus the whole guard. No, Jeff, Jeff no, says this is basically no, the Flash no, versus the whole army because this is like three flashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're not talking about you, you know the Flash topping, you know tapping into the Speed Force here and changing the fabric of time, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this That's is a true. less That's serious segment here. This is okay. this is a realistic segment here we got yes. going on, Jeff, and you keep bringing in these fictional characters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, the way that you threw out the word fictional like that. Okay, let's let's you know. <laughs> Dial it down. <laughs> yeah, 
This a is guy a real scenario. The fabric of time. Okay. The, the, the Flash. Also broke one it. of the greatest That's why there's super- Flashpoint. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good movie, by the way. The Flash. Oh, out. It's, it's gonna be a I'm very excited. It's gonna bring back DC. I think. Yes. All right, and I think that's a great way to end the episode. Yeah, no, yeah, there's a beautiful way to end the episode. So Three, we'll just be ready for next a, lot of a lot of passion. I love that. I love that. I looked up and it's been an hour and fifteen minutes. I didn't know that. So don't don't worry. Next week it'll be better. Um, I'll think about it instead of just off the dome. Uh, but you know, go Browns. Go Browns. I'm loving the sound, ready for steel, ready to rave, ready for fall, ready to burn. See us, we come and we start and we laugh and we pass and we run and we touching it down. Cleveland, the city, we grow, we get it, we've been through the ready, we loving the browns. Never will chill, never will lounge. We are the dogs, we are the hounds. Never the fears, we blew and we bleed. So get on your feet, cause we are the browns.